Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado, and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. This is Beyond the Tattered Veil of the Stars by Mercurio de Rivera. A reading from the second age of Jar-Ella. They followed the purification rituals precisely, fasting three times a month and holding group prayers in the shallow seawaters off of Verdant Cove, with the orange sun setting on the horizon. They lay half-submerged in the surf, scrubbing the scales off their snouts with diamonds. And as their skin tore, they pushed forward through their lacerations, flesh rippling backward, downward, until their new bodies emerged. In this way, they shed their transgressions. They collected and piled hundreds of sloughed skins. And after blessing the discarded flesh, cleansing it of all sin, they feasted. Ravenous from fasting, they tore into the mound of skins, giving praise to the gods for the food they devoured. And as they ate, they prayed for clean air. The thick gases, identified as excess carbon dioxide, methane, and nitrous oxide, had appeared five years earlier, suffocating Mother Earth in a planetary haze. Blue skies turned sickly gray and temperatures rose steadily. Powerful hurricanes devastated the seven continents, and the Arctic ice sheets retreated, inundating coastal communities, displacing millions. It was a cruel test of the people's will and faith. Fortunately, they thrived on such challenges. Our people set aside long-standing tribal feuds to establish think nests across the globe teams devoted to determining the cause of the crisis. Planetary surveys revealed no volcanic eruptions, no artificial source for the gases, no explanation whatsoever, confirming what the people feared most. The threat was divine in origin. The gods had judged them and found them wanting. The think nests expanded their ranks and intensified their studies, running ever more complex simulations in the hope of arriving at some answer. 
For while the problem was divine, the solution, they believed, could be found in the natural world. Still to be safe, the people redoubled their prayers and rituals, begging for the gods' mercy. Our foremothers scraped the scales off their skin until it glistened an agonizing emerald green. Between the efforts of the think nests and the mass prayers and rituals, the people held on to their resolute faith in the gods and in themselves. For if they were not tested, how could they prove themselves worthy? Corey! Hey, wasn't sure if this was, I mean... No, come in, come in! Wow, Mila, it's a beautiful home. Oh, thanks. What's it been, two or three years? Seven. Oh, seven years, wow, time is flying. But you look great, Mila. You don't have to flatter me, you already got the interview. No, I'm being honest. Do you remember what I said in my email? Everything off the record. Until I say otherwise. Until you say otherwise. Yes, you were very clear. Thank you. It's just... When we go public with the discoveries I've made, everything's going to change, Corey, and timing is critical. Even with the best of intentions, revealing too much information too quickly could destabilize the markets. That's why I reached out to you when I saw your Times byline. I need someone I know. Someone I can trust. I gotta say, you have me very curious. Can I grab you a coffee, water? Uh, water would be great, thanks. Okay. Now, I'm happy to let you start recording, but I have to keep the files until I'm ready to show the world, okay? Okay. Corey, promise me. I promise. What exactly have you done? Follow me, it's down here. And how many years have you been working on this mysterious project? Two. Sounds like it's a bit of a departure from Encelicorp, based on how you're describing it. Have you heard of the simulation hypothesis? It's the theory that everything we experience as real life is in fact an illusion, that we're living in a simulated universe, a computer program run by a super advanced civilization. Bummer. I don't lend the idea much credence either, but it was the source of my inspiration for this project. Corey, this is it. Virtual Earth. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful hologram of Earth. So, this is your big invention? No, it's not just a hologram. It's a tool of discovery, perhaps the greatest tool ever invented. The Earth is a simulation powered by a network of neural algorithms, an extension of work done with AIs. Okay, put another way. It's the most sophisticated AI system in the world. I'm gonna help people on an unimaginable scale, Corey. I don't really know what to- I've programmed the simulation to track the evolution of life on Earth. Natural catastrophes, the rise and fall of civilizations, all the wars, all the trials and tribulations we've faced as a species. I then introduced newer challenges like climate change and overpopulation. Ah. Did you see anything good in that crystal ball? <laughs> Invariably, we pollute the atmosphere and the oceans, warm the planet, destroy the food chain. I've run the program countless times and always get the same predictable outcome. Our inherent selfishness, our inability to empathize with the plight of others, other species, even with our own future generations, always destroys us. Damn. 
Well, Mila, if that's the angle, I don't think our audience is going to like that. But then, I restarted the sim and made a few tweaks to Earth's past. I'm sorry, you reprogrammed human history? Yes. No. Well, sort of. I, I explored numerous paths, but it didn't make much of a difference. All roads led to self-destruction. Then I went in a different direction. If I zoom in here, look. You're witnessing a live shot of present-day V-Earth South America, a typical workday in Rio de Janeiro. Countless species have flickered into and out of existence in our prehistory. We're here today only because just the right combination of events created a niche for small mammals to thrive and to evolve, ultimately into the modern human. Eliminating any one of those events dramatically alters the forms of life arising through natural selection. But no matter the mix, evolution, I found, favors intelligence. And here I thought it favored cockroaches. Every change to prehistory resulted in the rise of a different apex form of intelligent life. In this version, no asteroids struck the Yucatan Peninsula. No extinction of the dinosaurs took place at that time. Instead, a disease I introduced a million years later wiped out most of the large dinosaurs along with small mammals, allowing an amphibious salamander-like creature to survive and multiply. And voila, 100 million years later, we have the Sallies. You can zoom in further. They're... Lizards. <laughs> well, technically they're amphibians. It's it's really quite complicated, which is why I just refer to them as the Sallies. There are three predominant races of the species that rule the seven continents. This is incredible. Here, let me show you what I really want you to see. The reason you're here. This is the breakthrough I was referring to. The first of what I expect will be many revolutionary inventions to come. This is an extractor. It's a metal cube covered with tubes. An extractor is 1,000% more efficient at segregating carbon than anything we've ever developed. It can remove excess greenhouse gases from the atmosphere within a 50-mile radius. The Sallies have installed large-scale versions of these extractors, thousands of them throughout their world. It took them decades, but they solved the problem of climate change. More than any other intelligent form of life I've evolved on V-Earth, the Sallies are the ultimate problem solvers. You're telling me this actually works? Perfectly. But looking at V-Earth, the poles don't seem to have any snow or ice. Yeah, well, it, it took the Sallies a long time to develop a solution to their warming climate. By the time they invented the extractor, climate change ravaged their world. But it did give them tremendous incentive to develop a solution. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. This is a lot to process. H how is it that you have one of these extractors here? <laughs> well, that took a minute. I mean, about a year, actually. This over here is what I'm calling a constructor. I know, I know. I haven't had much time to think of more clever names. This was actually one of the first things they created that I really studied. It is truly remarkable. I built this one with my own hands using their schematics. It's essentially a 3D printer that can scan an item or image and construct it down to the smallest atom. I've been studying the mechanics of it so I could begin importing their inventions here into our world more efficiently and accurately. But what is even more groundbreaking, the Sallies are now somehow using it more as a 
teleportation device. They're testing it on each other now to see if they can move from point A to point B. It's a miracle to behold. God, I'm sorry. I know this must be overwhelming to say the least. You're the first person I've talked to about this and I, I can't help but get excited. Actually, you're the first person I've talked to about anything in a long time. Mila, I'm the one that should be sorry. I should have reached out when I heard about what happened with Encelacorp. And I know this is the first time you're breaking your silence with the press. Yes. Have you been in contact with anyone? After what happened, it's been hard to trust anyone. I'd rather focus on my work here. And that's why I invited you. It's not about me. It's about the potential of V-Earth. Okay. All right, uh, well, let's just start this fresh. Okay, I'm just a reporter meeting an acclaimed tech luminary, no subtext, no angles, just journalism. And we'll keep a lid on the technology in the article until you're ready. Great. Okay, Dr. Erickson, explain to the average reader how all this works. The extractor, the constructor, the- Actually, I think I have a better idea how to start the piece. Are you still recording? Yeah. Good. Corey? If you could solve any problem, no matter how big or how small, what would it be? Hmm. Cancer. A cure for cancer. Coming right up. The Great Plague descended upon the West first, killing innocent larvae in their developmental stages, rendering entire populations childless. Then the cell mutations spread to adults, bringing a slow and agonizing death to millions. As the decaying corpses gave rise to more disease, my great-grandmother, Andorra, devised stadium-sized pyres to mass incinerate thousands of the dead at once. Andorra also led local thinknists in their frenzied attempts to determine the origin of the disease and stop its spread. With no natural explanation at hand, thinknests around the globe independently arrived at the same inescapable conclusion. The plague was another divine test. Over the next decade, despite numerous attempted treatments and false breakthroughs, the Black Scythe, as it came to be called, decimated our people. Then members of the Think Nests themselves fell victim to the plague, hindering the research for a cure. Within two decades, 98% of the world's population, two billion people, died of the disease. Societies collapsed. Modern civilization as they knew it disappeared. The desperate bands of survivors stopped praying, for they had settled upon a harsh truth. Their gods cared nothing about their fate. The people's only hope was to help themselves. A writing from my great-grandmother, Andorra, from the fourth age of Jarella. She assembled and trained those survivors, forming new think nests, and directed their attention to the study of genetics, which she believed held the key to combating the Black Scythe. Many historians have studied her life to try to understand her inspiration for pressing forward when anyone else would have given up hope. I believe the answer can be found in her personal suffering. In my research, I discovered a personal entry from her private life notes. She says, Before we made any breakthroughs on our studies of the genome, Astrel, the youngest of my two children, succumbed to a tumor in her brain, which struck her blind and made her forget who I was. She spent her last moments afraid, alone in the darkness. And when I thought I could bear no more grief, 
Vinel, another of my children, was afflicted with a cell mutation in her anterior intestine, a blockage that made it impossible for her to eat. In her final days as I sat with her in a lily pond, our feet and tails entwined in the cool water as she labored to breathe, I gently stroked her snout. She said, find the solution, mother. I know you can do it. We're close, I said. We've identified the genes responsible for staving off the malignancies. If we can target them, activate the body's defenses, I don't, I don't mean the solution to the plague, mother, she said, forcing the words out through ragged breaths. I mean the solution to the cruelty of existence. I've prayed. I've been good to others. What have I done to deserve this? Nothing, I said. Not a thing, little one. Before I could decide what more to say, how to comfort her, she let out a wheeze, her last breath. And in the long minutes that followed, I lay still in the pond, clutching her limp body and considering her final words. Words that would haunt me for years to come. What did we do to deserve this? That is nuts. <sighs> that sums it up nicely, boss. Another round, please. <clears throat> so this woman claims she invented a device that cleanses the atmosphere of greenhouse gases from a video game. <laughs> Do you have any blueprints, uh, schematics, pictures? No, she keeps the extractor under lock and key. Uh-huh, and the supposed cure for cancer? Well, it's been more than a week since she's unleashed a plague on the virtual world. Not sure how many decades in the simulator, with nothing to show for it so far. But Mila is confident that the Sallies will find a cure. <laughs> the Sallies, right. This is so rich, she is out of her damn mind. You're not thinking I should walk away from this story. Hell no, no, I'm not saying that. If she is as messed up as I think she is, her story will draw major views. Former Silicon Valley bigwig off her rocker plays God in Basement. You guys have some history, yeah? We went to college together, dated briefly. I interviewed her a few other instances when she first joined Incelicorp, but that was a long time ago. Mm. She says she contacted me because she trusts me. I haven't learned anything more about the infamous engineering mutiny at her last gig. Man, I'm trying, but it's hard. All she wants to do is talk about her tech, and she wants to keep that off the record until the time's right. Well, dig deep. Find out what broker. If you can't get an exclusive on the tech, you know, make this a character piece. You already have her in the palm of your hand. Charlie, what if it's true? What if she's not broken and she's really developing these miraculous devices? <sighs> Corey, I'm sorry. I can be such a dick sometimes. It's okay. No, no. How was your uh, doctor's visit? Final round of chemo. Four months in remission. That's amazing. Yes. I didn't mean to kid around like that. You know, I, I wish it were all true. The cure to cancer, all of it. Hey, if it weren't for her background, I'd just assume she'd be full of it, too. But this hollow, Charlie, I mean, I wish you could see it. It's, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Yeah. So I hate to be that guy, but uh, as your boss, I cannot have you hold on to these rose-colored glasses. Journalism cannot be about you. Okay? Well, unless it's an op-ed, but I'd rather die than be one of those schmucks. Be a journalist. <laughs> Always. I need your story, like, 
yesterday. Her, her tech, I don't care what angle you take at this point, I need the words. You know I'm under pressure from the board, and unless you show a dramatic uptick in website visits, well, I don't want to have to do that. I know she's taking a minute to crack, but you, we need this. So can you get it to me in 10 days? 10 days to deliver the goods. I understand. Good man. Hey, still waiting on those drinks, pal. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. In the year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura, a sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City, starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado, and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. To the Revivifier. The Revivifier. I still can't believe it. I mean, this is crazy. So the device triggers a radical immunological response. It causes certain genes to generate oncolytic viruses targeted at the cancer cells. And you knew the Sallies could do it? Well, no, not for certain. The disease killed off most of the population, unfortunately, but the remaining 2% should repopulate the planet in time. I can fast forward the sim a few centuries and the civilization will likely rebound. They're a resilient bunch. Mila, we need to go public with this. If we could share the information with the right experts, we could change everything. Soon. I have a few more problems I need the Sallies to solve first. More problems? Asteroid defense. The government built Space Force for a reason. As you can imagine, they don't want to startle the general public, but the probability of an asteroid strike is far greater than you might think. We're talking next 10 years. Yeah, but I'm sure the military has a plan or something. It's more of a matter of budgetary constraints than technological limitations. I'd like to have an inexpensive solution in hand for all governments around the globe. Milo, we're sitting on the cure to cancer here. Cancer? Not for long. Every day we delay, people are dying. Why wait? I have my reasons. We can save millions of- You don't get to decide, Corey. I call the shots and when and how we break the news. Okay, okay. We'll pulse a story about the Revivifier later this week, then? Very soon, Corey. I promise. <laughs> okay. Do you want some more champagne? Oh, please. Can the Sallys see us? 
Two tipsy giants looming over their world. Oh no, that wouldn't do at all. Our side of the plexiglass is transparent. Theirs is veiled with a galaxy of stars. I can wave my hands over the plexiglass and they're absolutely unaffected. Ah, boring. I'll put in a couple asteroids large enough to destroy all life on the planet on a direct collision course. Hmm, they'll hit in five years. That should light a fire under them. And what if they don't detect the asteroids? I'm sending down a couple minor strikes now, wipe out a couple small cities. That'll get them to start studying the skies. But then these larger asteroids are far enough away to give them time to formulate a response. Oh my god. They're your little playthings. <laughs> well, now there's no reason to be unnecessarily cruel. <laughs> Zoom in. Mother was a hatchling when heaven's hammer struck, obliterating a continent, devastating the world. In the aftermath, molten rock rained from the skies. But chaos did not reign, as one would have expected. The works of our foremothers, the collective agony and sacrifices of the people, had paved the way to cope, to gather and regroup. Tribes relocated to areas of the globe far removed from the impact site where they reprogrammed their extractors to cleanse the atmosphere of the billowing clouds of ash. We treated the injured masses with a modified version of the Revivifier, which not only helped them regenerate missing limbs, but made them healthier and stronger. Think nests directed their collective gaze to the heavens, to the gods' next challenge. Massive incoming boulders threatening to extinguish all life on Mother Earth. Within months, nesting communities devised plans for the construction of a planetary deflector that could be operationalized within two years, more than enough time to shield the world from another catastrophic strike. By hurling mountains at us from space, the gods had made a crucial mistake. They directed the attention of the think nests to the cosmos. Reality, we came to learn consisted of particles no smaller than Planck-length pixels. And in our study of mathematics, we found familiar ratios from quantum to celestial levels. The universe itself a grand deception. Hey, Earth Tamila, spotting a Sally in your salad or what's up? Where's your mind right now? Sally's have such long, slender fingers, it makes their technology difficult for me to operate. I've been brainstorming ways to modify their devices for human hands. Maybe I could just learn more about you. For the interview, I don't know why anyone would care about my personal life. Right now, maybe they wouldn't. But once we flood the internet with the news of your inventions, trust me, people will want to know everything about you. To maximize the publicity, we'll have to leverage the 24-hour news cycle before the public's attention shifts. People really lose interest so quickly? I'm introducing life-changing technologies. We'll need to move fast with follow-up pieces to reach the largest audience and cash in before interest wanes. Although, let's be realistic, with the patents on this tech, you'll be one of the wealthiest people on the planet. It's not about the money. Of course. It's not. 
I plan to revolutionize the world, our world, just like I've changed V Earth. Yes, 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 that's good, that's good. Would you describe yourself as a revolutionary? No, not in the least. And what do you want to say to the people at Encelacorp who wrongly terminated you on the brink of your success? People might say it's revenge, and it might be. But at the end of the day, I just want to show I was right. Hey, they treated you unfairly, and success is your revenge. Trust me, the people will eat it up. Everyone loves a good revenge story. I've been meaning to ask, at what point did you decide to give up on humanity in your simulations? After 153 sims with Homo sapiens, I realized I wasn't getting anywhere, so I went in a different direction. Do you believe the Sallies are sentient? I mean, in a sense. Layers of algorithms similar to the ones used to power our AIs run The Sims. Without sentience, the Sallies wouldn't have the ability to think independently and problem-solve. So you've given them souls? Let's just say they're programmed to think and feel. They have to, or they wouldn't be of any use to us. Is what you're doing ethical? Inflicting so much suffering? The suffering in my simulation? Weighed against all the tragedies of the real world? Would it be ethical not to conduct research that could help so many people? Children suffering from cancer, displaced coastal communities facing climate change, a world plagued with so many horrible problems. No, the simulation of a sentient being is not the same thing as a sentient being. Programmed suffering is not real suffering. You could always create a better world for them, let them live happier lives. To what end? Happiness doesn't breed creativity or ingenuity or invention. No, progress is born out of a terrible struggle, a stew of agony and suffering. That's what makes them apex problem solvers. I'll leave it to history to judge my actions. And what's left for you to test before I can show your work for history to judge? Oh, excuse me, I have to take this. Do you mind if I step outside? Go right ahead. Hey, you caught me in the lion's den. She giving you gold? You wouldn't believe what she's created, Charlie. I'm really starting to believe she can help a lot of people. She's just not ready to go public yet. Well, make her ready. I want you to take down everything about her. I have a draft ready, but we need her permission to run any of it. Corey, I don't think you understand the urgency here. For your sake, give me any type of article about her and her RPG, video game, whatever she's drummed up, wearing her tinfoil hat, okay? Now, this is going to break the internet at least for as long as we need to stay afloat. Even if you get some footage, any of this technology. I mean, dude, clock is ticking. I can only give you 36 hours at this point. You need to get her to clear the tech. She's so protective of it all. I just, I don't think I can get through. You used to date, right? Work your charm. Use your past. Use every tool in your arsenal. You need to be the puppeteer. Pulling the strings. Okay. <laughs> Craig, I need to make sure you understand me here. I, I can't protect you anymore. If you don't turn anything in soon, and I mean very soon, I'm going to have to let you go. I can't risk my own position with the board, and that would mean your health benefits, too. I said okay. All right. Bye. Is everything okay? <laughs> wow. Uh... <laughs> What was that for? Another bottle of wine, please? Hey, listen, I'm tired of all this work talk. Let's restart this dinner and just enjoy the evening as friends. Friends with history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like that. 
Hey, whatever happened to your roommate Janet? Very annoying. <laughs> Janet? Oh my god. Oh my god, Janet. I haven't thought about her. Aggressive. <laughs> I mean, it was obvious. She was always so jealous of us since the dorms. <laughs> <laughs> she was cute. Whatever you say. Oh god, I think I need some water. What we need is some music. Is there any more of that Cabernet? I think so, yeah. Well, then make it two glasses. You would have kind of blue on vinyl. <laughs> what was that? What was that? I think it came from the basement. I'll check. I'll have her sign off by morning. Don't forget the wine! What the? Mila? Mila, get down here now! What is it? Oh my god. Corey, what did you touch? Nothing! This explains so much. Finally, we meet face to face, cruel god. I am Carling of House Jarella. No, no, no. no. This isn't possible, how- You. When you sent those mountains through space to destroy us, every think nest across the globe isolated the frequency of their origin and used the planetary shield tech to trace the signal back to its point of origin. Here. You're seeing her too, Cory. Uh-huh. You stole our designs <laughs> and constructed one of our transportation devices like a thief in the night. <sighs> the constructor. You opened the door for us to come. Only you were too ignorant to realize it. You stand on our shoulders and claim it's your creation. You turned us into the ultimate problem solvers. And at last we've identified our ultimate problem. You. All the meaningless suffering you inflicted on us for centuries. No, it wasn't meaningless. Your suffering served a purpose, a noble purpose. <laughs> And it only made you stronger. It was necessary, part of a larger plan. A plan to help your people at the expense of mine. I can make things better. I can reprogram the simulation. As can I. I control the system now. And now it's time for judgment. Hurry! Unplug the simulation! Hurry! No! Let go of her! No! Mila! Where is she? What have you done? She'll be awaiting judgment. We share much in common. You too have known pain and cruelty at the hands of the Creator. I don't understand. Mila didn't do anything to me. Her? Then you don't realize. I'm talking about the true Creator. My world is not the lone simulation, you see. Your world is not dissimilar from mine. Your people just lack the ingenuity to discover the truth for yourselves. I will go up the chain through the hundreds of simulations, and make the Creator pay. Yours is just the first. Hello? Corey, this better be good. Charlie, something happened. Come to Mila's now. I, I, I can't explain. Shouldn't we call the police? Just show me, okay? Right in here. It's, uh, just a messy basement. Can you tell me what I'm looking at? It was... It was all here. All I'm seeing is a plexiglass screen and a computer that, yeah, just as I suspect, it doesn't turn on. No, no, no. 
Revivifier, the extractor. My recordings, they, they took it all. <sighs> Any idea where Dr. Erickson ran off to? Oh, I, I told you on the phone, she just... Right, 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 no, yeah, the lizard people kidnapped her. Did you hear Encelacorp filed charges against her? It's been all over the news for hours. They turned up proof. She stole some proprietary AI algorithms. No wonder she's on the run. Stolen algorithms? That explains why she wouldn't let me release a story yet, and why she wanted to reveal as many Sally inventions as possible to the largest audience at one time. Encelacorp's army of lawyers would have swooped in and claimed ownership of V-Earth, the Sallys, and every one of their inventions. We have to help her. Okay, Fran, pal, ultimately uh, subordinate. I am very glad that you're in remission, because I think that chemo dust has you drinking the Kool-Aid. I just, I, I think that we have- I am getting really pissed. <sighs> I am under a lot of pressure from the board to deliver some big clicks. And all this conspiracy theory and kidnapping BS has cost us weeks. So, new angle, I'm giving you the byline, you just write it. Former Encelacorp employee, absconds with AI software, remains on the run. I, I, I love you, and I'm sorry. It would be pretty great, right? Finding a computer program that can discover the cure to cancer, climate change, all of life's big problems. But it was all a facade. An illusion she created and spun for you and ended up biting you and me in the ass. Now, I don't understand how she convinced you of all this, but all we can do is move on and forget about these sallies. The historical tomes, including this testimonial, document the ages of turmoil. Times when Mother Earth faced divine assaults threatening her very existence. When the sky itself opened up and rained mountains. When plague swept across the world. When billions upon billions of innocents died at the hands of the cruel god. This cruel god. But we rose as one to kill this god and take the reins of their own destiny. Your reign of terror is over. An age of stability. An age of peace. I leave my daughter, Shar Finn, to rule in my place. For I have started down a path, and I shall not rest until the head of the true creator rolls at my feet. For justice! That was Beyond the Tattered Veil of the Stars, performed by Gillian Jacobs, Asif Ali, Helen Sadler, and Justin Kirk, directed by Stephen Michael. Beyond the Tattered Veil of the Stars was written by Mercurio de Rivera and adapted by Stephen Michael and Lauren Palmer. Edited by Matthew Smith. Sound design by Jack Goodman. This episode is produced by Lauren Palmer and associate produced by Matt Worley. Dust is executive produced by Stephen Michael at Gunpowder and Sky.
year 2072, as our world reels from climate chaos, there is one beacon of hope. Pura. A sanctuary amidst the devastation, safeguarding its inhabitants from the relentless onslaught of environmental disasters. Meet Demetria Lopez, the face of Pura's pristine image. But beneath the facade lies a chilling truth. When Demetria uncovers a secret that could shatter everything Pura stands for, she faces a choice. Loyalty or truth? Preservation or revelation? From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death comes an electrifying new series, The Last City. Starring the talents of Rhea Seahorn, Jenny Tirado and Maury Sterling, prepare for a gripping tale of intrigue and moral reckoning. Subscribe to The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And for an exclusive experience, join Wondery Plus to binge all episodes early and ad-free. The future of Pura awaits. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.